very, very good morning to you folks on what is officially Fellowship Day 594. Welcome to what has become another intermittent episode of the Read Indeed podcast. I'm recording this on a Thursday, having spent Tuesday and Wednesday out of the office, out on business, out visiting other universities, first University of Nottingham on Tuesday and then Sheffield on Wednesday. Shout out to the great and good folks at both those universities. I have been um, hosted in the best possible way. I've had the chance to meet both um, colleagues, old friends and you. Uh, it's kind of weird. It's still weird. I'm reflecting on this. I'm ad-libbing as usual. I'm still at the point, as I guess many folks in this position are, of getting out to do research visits, guest lectures for the first time at least in any sort of stretch since COVID being away two days on the bounce for this sort of thing up until this point in the fellowship's been pretty much unheard of on Tuesday I was at Nottingham invited to give uh, an ex be the external examiner on a viva for a final year PhD student so Anyone listening to this who doesn't know the academic system, essentially the very, very last hurdle before you get your PhD degree is having already written the book that you call your thesis, your original research. You'll then sit with an external examiner who's reviewed that book that you've written and wants to chat with you for a couple of hours, at the very least, to see if it's your work, to see how well you can defend that work and to go down many a tangent to see how many of the fundamentals of your science you've brought to the party in designing your experiments and pursuing your research. So I got the chance to do that on Tuesday. Shout out to the new Dr. Tom Byrne, uh, put on a great show in conversation with me and Professor Hon Lam at the University of Nottingham. Uh, the, the very first... PhD graduate from James Cuthbertson's research group so it felt amazing to be able to do that um, and it was a privilege to watch Tom and and talk with Tom as he goes went through that that final finish line of his PhD stumbling my words spot the person who's not slept well again but there's a few things I want to talk to you about today so all the shout outs done all the reasons for me recording this on a Thursday haven't been away explained to you it's actually really nothing to do with those nice things is it i don't know i don't know if you're listening to this like your patience with me ad-libbing and trying to find how i want to articulate a message to you is is profound to say the least so thank you again for being here listening to the read indeed podcast here's what i want to tell you about okay blinkers on mark when I got home late last night, I was having having had to buy a second train ticket because my first train was delayed. It meant I, I missed my connection. There was no other connecting train with that same service, so I had to buy a brand new ticket just to get myself from Manchester back home to Glasgow. So the house was silent when I got home. I just caught my wife before she went to bed, but both kids were already sleeping, of course. What I found out when I got home is that my my eldest kid, my daughter, had missed me so much in the two days that I was away that she made me a little card to welcome me home, which 
pulled at the strings that are remaining on the little husk that is my heart. Uh, it, it, it was it was both a delight and a struggle to see that card. I realised then, I was told then, that you know, she she struggled with missing me on that second day. You know, both kids are still very young, so they want as much time with you as possible, and we them. And it reminded me that this privilege of travel is one that is a double-edged sword, if you're not careful. I hope you don't mind a brief interjection in the middle of this episode of the Read Indeed podcast. I wanted to share with you that, as weird as this is to say, the podcast is now sponsored by my book, You Are Not a Fraud, A Scientist's Guide to the Imposter Phenomenon, and the accompanying imposter syndrome masterclass. Since I published the book back in August 2022, and since I spawned the imposter syndrome masterclass workshop from that, it has grown arms and legs and allowed me to get that message about managing the imposter syndrome out to the world in ways that I couldn't have imagined in the beginning. But now that that is taking on a life of its own, it's allowing me to feed resource back into the podcast to to pay for the subscriptions that help me create the content, curate it and host it online. And that's why the podcast is now sponsored by it. So if any of the story of the imposter syndrome resonates with you, I would be delighted if you would check out the book or check out the imposter syndrome masterclass. That is, you are not a fraud, a scientist's guide to the imposter phenomenon. That's available in ebook, paperback, hardback, audio, and now in French and Spanish translations. And the Imposter Syndrome Masterclass is a half-day workshop to help you and your group harness the tools that will alleviate your self-doubt and maximise your self-confidence before your next career challenge. I'll put the links in the description. Maybe it's not for you, but maybe it's for someone that you know, so please do share those links. And without further ado, back to the episode. Thanks for your time. I'm at a, a point in my career now where I essentially can pick and choose which places I want to go, which invitations I can gratefully accept and which I need to respectfully decline. It's not always been the case. And I know many people well beyond the bubble that I'm in who simply don't have a choice and have to travel for work all the time. What it's made me reflect on and seeing a card like that one is that I need to remain uh, diligent. That's not the right word. Vigilant into how many times I say yes with these things because the one recurring theme I get from discussions with like older parents looking back or you know older parents who've been like they've had memories triggered by me talking about my young kids is that in their reflection with their 2020 hindsight they all say this spend as much time with them as possible play with them interact with them be kind be firm but be with them be there for them try not to be absent because it goes by so fast I know this is all stuff that for the people who are not parents or even don't want to be parents, this is probably 
boring the mind off you. So if you press stop now, fair play to you. But the reason I'm saying this is that all of this podcast is about the the fullness of the research picture, the fullness of the fellowship picture. It's brilliant to have such a fellowship. It allows you to do so much amazing stuff in research, but it's such a thin slice of everything that goes on that this is why I wanted to do the podcast. And to be quite frank, being able to speak into a microphone when I think no one else is listening up front is just like a living diary for me. So I'm telling you this because aside from thinking about all the exam scripts I'll be marking today and tomorrow, aside from thinking about all the really interesting uh, industry-focused research meetings I've got coming up over the next month, and especially thinking about another select bit of travel that I've got to do in a few weeks' time, what I'm telling you about here is the fact that I'm struggling at times with the full enjoyment of those opportunities to go away from home because I realized that every time you cash in those chips, they're chips that cannot be refunded. It's time you're never getting back. So that's why as much as I do travel, I'm being much choosier about it than I used to be or used to be able to afford. The other side to this is that that acute awareness of how fleeting time with certain people is, is also making me really tune my ability to look at things from the entrepreneurial side. So what do I mean by that? When outside of academic work, I'm being invited to do book workshops, um, Q&As, book readings and so on. Another privileged thing to be able to do after writing something like You Are Not a Fraud. I have to think about that not simply as an exercise of growing a business, of earning money. In my youth, you think that it, I thought it was all about the money or grow a business, get as much money as you can, you know, be the entrepreneur, show that you can make money. But now you see at this sort of stage when you're wrestling with where to place your time, that when you value something at a certain level, a certain cash level, what you're really doing is saying, here is how much value I am placing on my time so that I can give you the fullness of my effort with that time that I'm essentially sacrificing that could be spent elsewhere with the people I love, the people I care for. You're trading in chips with some people to spend them with others. And so that's the new way in which it's sort of weird to say this out loud. I don't know how much of any of this is making sense really. But you start to look at, on the entrepreneurial side, money is just a language with which to speak about something else. It is the value that you place against the fact that you're going to give that client, those people, the fullness of your effort. But you're valuing it to signal that you are trading in time that could be spent elsewhere. So with travel, with business, with entrepreneurship, whether you're talking about 
the number of days away you are on a train or the bottom line of a quote for the next part of your business service. All of it can be framed in how much am I trading in time that might be spent elsewhere. So I'm struggling with that today, folks. I wonder if any of that resonates with you for times where you've had to pull yourself away from, quite frankly, places that you would rather be in order to get something done. So consider what the return on investment is, how much value will be extracted from you investing that time and spending an extra day away from home from saying yes to that next travel invitation or putting a particular bottom line on a quote that you're asked to give. How much is the time worth that you're taking away from the people that you care most about? That's the end of another ad-libbed semi-sermon for this morning. Thanks for being with me. Um, thanks for listening to the Read Indeed podcast through these broken tones. We'll be back again soon with hopefully something smoother than this and less than a struggle than it has been this morning. Take care, and I'll see you again soon for the next episode of the Read Indeed podcast. Bye for now.